I'd say that returning to the classroom after pandemic online teaching, I am noticing it harder and harder to get students to do any kind of writing at all, like an actual full paragraph response to a question. Even my higher students are only offering very limited written responses. Hi there, I'm Carolyn Wall, your host of the Middle School Cafe podcast a podcast specifically for secondary ELA teachers looking to close the achievement gap. I'm a 20-year veteran teacher who still loves being in the classroom. Tune in each week as I reflect on my own teaching experience to bring you lesson plans, strategies, and stories that will help you develop your students as readers and writers. So grab your notepad, a cup of coffee, and join me each week as we dive into all things ELA. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am Carolyn. Thank you so much for being here. By the time you are listening to this, I will officially be on spring break. But as of right now, while I'm recording, I still have a few days left with students and then two very long spring conference days, but then vacation. Whether you've already had your spring vacation or maybe your spring vacation still coming up in a couple of weeks, I hope that it is everything you need it to be. I hope you can spend some time with your family, rest, recharge, and be ready for that final push to the end of the school year. Were you able to listen to last week's podcast? We had Samantha from Samantha in Secondary. She and I had so much fun recording that podcast. I've known Samantha for a couple of years as we've worked on some collaborations together. So it was great to spend some time with her on Zoom and record that podcast. If you missed it, go back and take a listen to it. It was just last week. Today, we're going to be switching gears just a little bit. We normally talk about how to engage students in reading, but this week we're going to talk about writing. I'd say that returning to the classroom after pandemic online teaching, I am noticing it harder and harder to get students to do any kind of writing at all, like an actual full paragraph response to a question. Even my higher students are only offering very limited written responses. I noticed this last year, which was our first full year back in person. It was even worse in my social studies classes because students didn't think they needed to write at all since it wasn't their English class. I could get a little more writing out of students if I allowed them to type it, but honestly, that was just a lot more work because then I had to monitor the copy and pasting. No matter what I tried, I just really wasn't getting the quality results that I wanted. And I didn't realize just how drastic the issue was until last spring. Last spring, I hosted a student teacher, something that I love to do. And one thing that I always allow student teachers to do is to go through my files. I want them to leave with lots of ideas, even on topics that we don't get to cover while they're with me. Most of my files are now online, but I still keep copies of student work and my notebooks and such that I use as examples with my students. Anyway, that's not the point. She went through my files, just looking for ideas and things that she could take with her. She came across a student essay about the Industrial Revolution. She asked me about it because she thought that the paper was written by a high schooler. It wasn't. It was written by an eighth grader a year before the pandemic. When she showed it to me, I noticed the student's name and 
I can't exactly remember when we did that assignment, but I'm thinking that it had to have been November or December of 2019 because it was at the end of the semester. When she brought me the essay, we looked at it and we could see the extreme difference in the student ability to gather information and write essays. At the time, my student teacher and I were struggling to get students to write a proper paragraph. So to see a full essay from just two years ago was really eye-opening, even for me. It validated to me that what I was expecting from my students, what I wanted them to be able to produce, was reasonable, meaning that it was age-appropriate, something that students in the past had been able to do. But looking at this essay... And knowing what I've been struggling with with my students, it also helped me to see just how much things had really changed in those two years of online learning. Sometimes it's hard to remember that we are in such a different place with our students than we were a few years ago. Our school systems want us to function the way that we did pre-pandemic era, but they didn't change the standards or the expectations for our students and the pressure for teachers to quote unquote catch students up is great. And the reality is though, is that our students really just aren't ready. Many of our students are struggling to just simply function in a classroom again. I know that what I'm experiencing in the classroom is not unique to my school or to my situation. And many of us experience this and are still experiencing this disconnect between what our district expects us to do and what the reality is of what our students can do in our classroom. So as I'm talking today, I am not advocating for us dumbing down our curriculum or even setting expectations that are too easy for our students. But I am advocating for us to slow down and do what we need to do for our students in our classroom. It's like when you start exercising after not doing it for a while. During COVID lockdown, I would walk around my neighborhood. I walked almost every day and got up to about three miles a day after a few months. I worked up to that, even though really my goal was just to get out of the house. When life started getting back to quote unquote normal and we returned to school, my walks got less and less until really eventually they stopped. If I were to go out today and walk those three miles that were so easy for me a year ago, it would not go well. I probably wouldn't even make the three miles. I would be stiff and sore for days. If I wanted to walk those three miles again, I would need to start over and work my way back up to the three miles. The same for our students. We can't expect them to be at the same level that they were before the pandemic. What we were able to do for students was different. The amount of support that we were able to give students was different. The number of standards we were able to get through was different. So the students that are in our class today have gaps in their learning due to no fault of their own that we have to recognize, even if our district doesn't. So what can we do to help our students exercise those skills that they have some of, but they're really missing a few things as well? We have that unbelievable job of not only trying to move our students forward to that next grade level, but we have to try to re-engage their skills that they already have, but just haven't used in a while. So here's a couple of suggestions for you. One is to practice every day. Students should be doing some kind of writing every day. Put those large writing projects on hold just for now. 
maybe even this entire school year, but put those large writing projects on hold and simply get students writing again. You don't have to make it something extra. Use what you're already doing, what you're already teaching, and simply add a writing piece to that. So for example, use your warm-up time as a free write time, or you could give students a prompt if they need it, but simply give students time to write. After teaching a lesson, pause and ask students to write what they learned. Summarize their notes, engage them with whatever article you're reading or task or skill that you're teaching and have them write a sentence or have them write a couple of sentences about what they learned. Another really easy way to incorporate writing every day is simply after reading zone or independent reading time, have students take three to five minutes and write about what they read. They could start with a summary if they can't think of anything else to write. They could also respond to what they wrote. Would they have responded to the situation differently? Do they have questions about what happened in the book? Anything that will spark them to write about what they read. We want our students to build those skills and build those writing muscles again. The second piece of advice is to increase writing by building on one piece at a time. The idea of a long story or completing a research project seems really intimidating to our students right now. Like the idea of me getting up right now and going outside and walking those three miles. It's just really not going to happen. Even if I am highly motivated to walk those three miles today, it's unrealistic. A long piece of writing is just as unrealistic for our students. They need to build up to it. Start with one idea and build on it a little bit each day. Maybe take one of your larger writing activities, maybe one that you really, really enjoy, and break it down for your students in a way that makes each piece appear to be independent. I have a dinner party activity that I have used for years. Students love it, but it requires a lot of research and a lot of writing, something that the students in my class are just simply not ready for yet. Remember that this year I'm teaching sixth grade and I'm really struggling to get a lot of them to write about anything. For some of them, even a complete sentence is really hard. So the dinner party assignment is based on that question of if you could invite any five people to dinner, dead or alive, who would it be? It's a conversation starter and I turned it into a writing activity. And students have loved this activity because they get to choose whoever they want to invite to their party. They actually create the party, the invitation, the menus, all of the things. So there's a lot of creativity in it and there's writing in it and research. And it's always been a big hit. So I adapted that assignment. And instead of giving students five people that they had to research, They only had to research one, but I made it a whole class party. We spent the first day just simply talking about parties and why we like them and why they're fun. We also planned out our menu. Food is a great motivator for middle schoolers. So you know that we had talkies at our party. We just got to be creative and We made a playlist and we just talked about parties in general and how we interact with different people and how we decide who we want to invite and all things parties. And it really was just to build their curiosity and build their excitement for what we were going to do. Then the next day, we talked all about the guests. Who were we going to invite to our party? 
we could invite anybody we wanted who would come. Students could pick anyone they wanted, dead or alive. We talked about picking people that others would be interested in getting to know. Maybe they accomplished something great or they overcame a hurdle or were part of an event like a war or 9-11. We wanted interesting people at our party. From there, each person picked one person. There were no repeats. And we spent a couple of days just researching. They had to research online in a book. Some of them did interviews with different people, but they had to research and get information about their person. Once each person had their research, then they had to write an introduction as if they were introducing their guest to the rest of the party. I require them a minimum of one paragraph, but many of them wrote more than one. And it was a great activity because students weren't being forced to write multiple paragraphs that they weren't ready for, but yet those that were ready easily wrote more than one paragraph because it was a topic of their choice and somebody they researched that they were highly motivated to share their information about. Students also needed to provide a picture, which we just copy and pasted from the internet. And then they also are required to come up with two to three questions that if we were given the opportunity to talk to this person, that we would want to know. So what kinds of questions would we ask somebody who we're so excited to know sitting across from us at a table? What would we ask? And so we really had to think about those higher level questions. Some of them weren't so high level, I'm going to be honest, but that's the intent is to kind of build those critical thinking skills and help students to dive into questioning other people and questioning their text. That took us, I would say, probably a good two and a half weeks. And again, I teach sixth grade, so it took a little bit longer. Your students might do it in less time, but it took us about two and a half weeks from the day we started researching to the day we submitted our Google slide. So I created, because it was a class project, I created a Google slide for each person. And I put that in our Canvas class. So each person created their own slide. Then they turned it into me. That's where I graded it from. From there, I put all of the Google slides together. So each of my classes had their own slide deck of their party. Then we spent one day just viewing the party. I allowed them to view it in small groups with their friends. Some stayed at their desk and just viewed them. But we kind of, you know, we played music in the room. I didn't allow them to bring in food, but I know other teachers who've used this assignment do. It can be a lot of fun to add that piece if that's right for your student population. But the students loved it. So my students who I could barely get them to write anything wrote not only accurate, correct sentences, but they wrote paragraphs, which a few years ago, I wouldn't be that excited about. But where my students are right now, I am thrilled about. The students, like I said, loved this activity. This activity was great because the students had to focus on so many different standards. We had to narrow topics by picking our guests. We had to research to gather the information that we were going to share. They had to think critically by writing their questions. And we authentically published our writing by sharing it with our class. Yes, in years past, my students were able to complete this task for five guests. 
But students in my class this year were not ready for that. And trying to force them to do that was going to be a nightmare for myself. And it was going to be more difficult than it needed to be for my students. So I stepped back and I changed the length of the task, but I was still able to engage students in a writing piece that moved the students forward, moved their skills forward, and was still on grade level for my students. So that whole idea of trying to get our students back to a place where they're doing a lot of writing is going to take some time. If you think about the writing that our students haven't done in the past couple of years for lots of different reasons, we have to start slow. We have to start just like if I wanted to go out and walk those three miles, I have to start with just walking around the block and building on it a little bit each day until I'm up to three miles. There are lots of writing ideas like this that can help you move your students forward, but at a pace that they can handle right now. I recently worked on a collaboration with seven other ELA teachers on a blog post about activities to engage students in writing. They had a lot of great and creative ideas, which I'm going to link to in the show notes. And I hope that you'll go check out that post because there's a lot of ideas of just finding little ways to get students writing again, practicing those skills that they haven't used in a while while building on the new skills that we need to move them forward. If you are interested in the dinner party activity that I talked about, I'll link to a blog post on that as well that goes into a little bit more detail on how to set that up and how you could do that with your class if you're interested. So be sure to go check out the show notes for those two links. This week in our Facebook group, we're going to talk about just different ways to get students writing. We just really want to bring that conversation to the table about how we can increase the amount of writing that our students are doing each day. All right, you guys, that is all that I have for you today. Thank you again for being here. I really appreciate each and every one of you. If you are finding value in these episodes, please head over to Apple and leave a rating. It just helps other ELE teachers to find the podcast. If you have any questions or would like to join the conversation, just make sure that you head over to our Facebook group. There's a link in the show notes and be sure to answer the questions when you click on the link and I'll let you into the group. Until next time, everyone, have a great week. Bye.